Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ. You can find us on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons and also a podcast, uh, Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Brought to you in part uh, today by Ernie's on Gull, the On Point Burger Company, a great addition to Ernie's, locally owned and globally loved. And you can always eat more fish at Maury's. Stop for lunch at their mobile galley in Brainerd. Great lobster rolls and the fish tacos, Maury's. Ian Motley and Brainerd, uh, Chris Foley with me. Chris, uh, we've had a lot of fun this season on Lakes, Woods, and Irons, and this is the uh, first segment of our last show of the season. Hard to believe. It is hard to believe. It seems like we just got started uh, the week of the Masters, and here we are, uh, Ryder Cup week, and that uh, at the end of September, it's uh, uh, the summer just goes so fast, and uh, I, I know everybody says as you get older it goes faster, but I think it's true. Yeah, yeah, I think it, uh, I think it does. <laughs> golf really, uh, golf really stayed in the headlines this year. There were a lot of stories. Uh, uh, of course, Tiger had the terrible accident early in the year, um, but then uh, golf stories really, uh, really did dominate this year. It was kind of kind of fun to see some. Uh, maybe some new guys and a few old guys grab some headlines in the uh, in the 2021 season. Yeah, for sure. You know the the majors were fantastic. Uh, you know Phil Mickelson winning and and uh, uh, Dustin Johnson winning the, the 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 first Masters of the year. I guess it was really in last year's right. Yeah, season yeah. and and uh, you know Bryson winning the U.S. Open and. So there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, you know high profile players that that won big and and then you had things like uh, the Bryson uh, Brooks Kepka uh, spat and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, just a lot, a lot of a lot of great things that kept golf in the headlines and uh, you know just such a high level of play and I think we're going to see that again uh, again this week at the Ryder Cup. John Rahm loses a uh, tournament because of COVID and then comes back and wins a major, which uh, I think people have been waiting for John Rahm to win a major, and he seems uh, primed and ready to win uh, uh, several more, it feels like. Well, he's just he's such a, he's such a great player. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago he, he had, uh, uh, you know, he, he seemed to let the, his temper get the best of him a lot of times and uh boy he's definitely he he's definitely changed that and um you know number one player in the world on and off here the last six months so um i i expect to see him continue his great play and win many more majors yeah yeah it sure seems like it a couple of uh, great guests today we've had uh, jay on with us before then eric peterson will join us from uh, craigans a little update on everything that's happening there as the uh fall season starts and uh, and uh, what we can look forward to there. And uh, Jay Ravel, uh, uh, we've had him on before. He's a very entertaining guy, Chris. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's, he is a writer and he's got a podcast and uh, really, to, I, I always enjoy talking to Jay. He, he, all the virtues that are great about golf is what he kind of generally talks about. So it's uh, it's always a fun talk with Jay. Yeah, it sure is. And this week, uh, Ryder Cup, but we'll talk more about it in the final segment. But, man, um, uh, Midwest, again, gets uh, gets the spotlight. Minnesota had it a couple of years back, and the uh, U.S. team fared very well, and Minneapolis represented itself great with Hazeltine. And now our neighbors uh, to the east, Wisconsin, get to host. 
yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great week. I, I I've been watching a little bit of the uh, the preview and highlight shows in the evenings on the Golf Channel, and it's uh, it's really been fun how they're kind of promoting and uh, talking up Wisconsin. It's uh, uh, all the uh, any of the the Wisconsin stereotypes you can think of. They're definitely highlighting. Yeah. And the Euros all came out in their cheese hat, uh, cheesehead hats yesterday, which was, a, I think, a pretty smart move by the Europeans to win over some of the uh, Wisconsin crowd right away. Oh, for sure. They're, uh, you know, the, the European tour is brilliant in their, uh, in their social media and, and the way they promote their tour. And uh, that was just another kind of case in point where they, uh, they really kind of got the upper hand and, and uh, right from the, right from the get go and, kind of in the uh, fun department <laughs> yeah i think so we'll be back with uh with uh, jay right after this jay revel <laughs> jay revel yeah revel yeah <laughs> we'll be back after this you're listening to uh lakes woods and irons on 1380 kliz welcome back to lakes woods and irons with chris foley colin mcdonald with you 1380 kliz the fan also on facebook at lakes woods and irons and really, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Brought to you in part by Emily Green's Golf Course, home of the largest green in the universe, where it's all about fun at Emily Green's Golf Course. Chris, very, very special guest. We've had him with us uh, one other time, and a pleasure to have him back. Yeah, I want to welcome back to the show Jay Revel. Jay is a uh, golf writer, blogger, and has a great uh, golf podcast called Mid-Am Crisis. Jay, welcome welcome back to the show. Chris, Colin, great to be with you guys. Uh, hope the fall is treating you well up in Minnesota. You know, it uh, fall is the best. There, there's never a bad time to play golf during the golf season in Minnesota, but fall is definitely the highlight of the year. And We're going to see some of that great fall golf at the Ryder Cup in in our neighbor Wisconsin this weekend. But uh, Jay, tell us uh, tell us about your 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 background in golf. It's funny. I was just telling someone this story uh, uh, over coffee this morning. Um, I I grew up on a little nine hole golf course uh, in a very small town, just uh, uh, just shy of the Florida Georgia border. Um, my grandfather was the head golf professional there for about 35 years, kind of a jack of all trades and, uh, you know, you know one man band, if you will, running the show, this little nine hole course. And, uh, our house was just off the fourth hole and largely raised by the, the, the golf course and all the folks who love to play out there, um, spent every, every minute I could, uh, just studying the game and hitting balls and playing until dark and uh, got hooked at a pretty young age. Uh, went to college here at Florida State University. Didn't, uh, I, did, I did not end up playing um, golf in college or anything, but um, it's funny, eh? a few years out of college, I kind of got bit by the bug uh, again as an adult and uh, have really been falling down that rabbit hole ever since. Uh, professionally, I own a uh, small marketing and public relations firm here in Tallahassee and have uh, worked with a norm- number of organizations over the years. And I've always done a tremendous amount of you know, professional writing um, in, in those roles. And you know, about four or five years ago, I, I took a trip uh, up to a, a little place in Tennessee that some of your listeners might have heard of. It's called Sweet Cove Golf Club. 
very magical place. Uh, and I just was really moved by the experience. And for the first time in my life, um, I applied my writing skills to blog about that golf experience. And I, I, I really liked it. And some of the words that I wrote um, garnered some traction online. And I thought that was pretty cool. And, and I started just kept telling golf stories about all the places I was going and people I would meet and experiences that I've had in my golf in life and um you know just kind of kept building a little audience there and that's always been tremendous fun you know it's um it's just an amazing time to 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 be alive on a lot of fronts but if you're someone who uh likes to write and talk about things that you love the internet can be a really special place and uh i have just had an incredible experience meeting both people, you know, who are you know, rather famous in the golf media world, all the way down to just everyday people who love and play the game. And, and it's just been one of the great joys of my life to write and through that writing connect with people and, um, you know, really grow near uh, a lot of unique folks who share that love for the game. And, and that's, that's really what I love to write about more than anything else. I, I tell everybody I write Jay Revel stories and, you know, they're, they're not for everyone, but, if you're someone who's eating up for golf and uh, wake up every day thinking about how you can, you know, finagle a few holes, you're probably going to like these stories. And so that's that's what I like to do when I'm not, you know, doing my day job and, and they tend to you know, blur into each other a little bit. But um, yeah, that's 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 me. That's I love golf and I love my family and uh, love the little life I get to live. And I'm fortunate that a few people like to read about it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm one of your fans for sure. And, you know, last time we had you on the show, you had, you had just come out with uh, your book, Nine Virtues of Golf. And, and you're just uh, you're just about to release an, a new book called uh, uh, Swing, Walk, Repeat and uh, available for pre-order right now. To get, tell us tell us about Swing, Swing, Walk, Repeat. Yeah, you know, it's a, a funny thing. Um, January 1. 2020 uh you know we're all we all start a year off like that uh, with high hopes obviously that turned out to be a very uh i guess you'd say bizarre year but um i started off that year and i, I kind of gave myself an interesting new year's resolution i i said i wonder if i can write two to three hundred words a day about all the things i love about golf and, and have them be reflective of my day-to-day experiences in the game and i was publishing those on my instagram account uh at j revel writes uh and, and having a lot of fun with that and gaining some traction and i i did not i was like a lot of new year's resolutions i was not successful in writing uh <laughs> those every day uh obviously <laughs> life gets in the way a little bit a pandemic happened and uh, you know, a, a pregnancy happened in our family and all kinds of things. But um, I did end up with about 250 of these um, little miniature essays, love letters to the game of golf, if you will. And um, I sat down uh, January 1 this year and started coming back through them. And, and after reading a few, yeah, some of these uh, I think would really connect with people. And I pulled them together into a manuscript. My friends at Back Nine Press, uh, I, I had a, a ch- sort of chance meeting with them, and they really liked the concept. And so 
that has become uh, my ne- next book. Uh, it's called Swing Walk for Feet, like you said. And it is uh, about 230 of those love letters to the game of golf. Uh, it almost presents itself like a, a devotional, if you will, uh, a golf devotional. Uh, but, again, it's it's everything I've ever loved about the game, uh, written in these little bite-sized uh, essays. And it, I think it's going to really connect with people because, you know, what I have found is that the reasons we fall in love with golf are often very personal. It's, it's not the things you see on the golf channel. It's not what the tour is doing. It's your everyday experiences in the game that, that make you a golf nut, right? And um, when you can have situations where a game, obviously you can play it for your entire life. You can play it with your family. You can play it with your friends. Uh, you can play it by yourself. I play with my dog a lot, and I, I, there's a lot of uh, musings in this book about that. Um, it's just, to me, it's, it's the greatest game um, it's a great connector, and it's something that um, you know, obviously has inspired a tremendous amount of writing uh, in its uh, you know, few hundred year history. And I'm excited to have this volume become uh, another part of the hopefully golf uh, golf lexicon. Right? I, I just there's a lot to love about golf, and this book is is really you know, sort of my manifesto on all the reasons why. Yeah, I think I think it was Her- Herbert Warren Wynn that says the, the 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 smaller the ball, the greater the writing in sport. That's right. but, uh, <laughs> the uh, you know sh- share with us one or two of those of your favorite uh, excerpts from the book, Jay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mentioned uh, I mentioned my dog. Uh, his name is is Leon. He's a a labradoodle. Um, and, a, and a very unique-looking guy. Uh, he's uh, he tends to stand out. We get a lot of uh, a lot of people ask about him when we go out walking, either on the golf course or you know at the local park or whatever. And I just I, I just can't uh, get enough of going out and playing with him. So I'll, I'll read you one that, that is referenced um, to, to our existence and our relationship. Um, this was uh, this was at the time 134 days into the year. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and look at it. Um, dogs see us for what we really are: short-tempered, rowdy, and confused. I think they also see how golf helps us overcome those things. They know we aren't right, but nonetheless, they stay by our side. There's no way they can understand the concept of golf. However, somehow, there is an understanding of why we play it. They can comprehend our need for space. Even across the communication divide that exists between species, the dogs can sense that we, too, have a desire to roam. Dogs get us. The calmness they provide golfers is greatly underappreciated. Dogs will forgive our behavior and have empathy for our missteps. We can all benefit from that sort of companionship. That's a, a... uh, a daily entry, uh, you know, from that year 2020, where I spent an awful lot of time, you know, out there on the golf course trying to sort through everything that's going on in the world. And, um, you know, that's, the book is just filled with those types of uh, those types of musings. I love it. You know, my, my uh, I've got a, a golden retriever that comes to, to work with me almost every day. And uh, to the golf course, and, and she actually she she plays golf with my my daughter plays golf with her almost every day, and uh, 
there there's nothing better than a dog on a golf course and i can't i can't figure out in america why we haven't embraced that uh when you play golf in, in scotland uh you see golf dogs all over the golf course so i uh i just love you talking about the dogs jay you know and um i totally agree with you. totally agree with you and i don't really understand why in this country we uh refuse to embrace that and you know, i've had people up there ask me uh well, how did you get your club to embrace you know bringing um bringing the dog out and i said well i didn't really ask for permission uh i, I opted <laughs> for the forgiveness route and that's right the funny thing is, is when i started doing it a few others did and now it's gotten so out of control that uh uh you know the, the ship has left the station so um <laughs> We're, we have a we have an incredible dog culture at club, which has just become um, a really really cool thing. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. I feel like Jay, it takes listener or readers back when you talk about everyday experiences and and your dog and probably your your family in there. We all kind of love that tendency, and golf brings it out to I think to drift back to the beginnings of falling in love with the game, which for me would be my dad. You know, and I can picture him in my mind just uh, hearing you talk about everyday experiences and uh, why it became so important. You know, you want to think, wow, look how big and strong he is when you're a young guy, you know, and think, uh, that's the guy, I want to be like that. And then you kind of fall in love with the game, and you're already in love with your dad, so it's kind of a interesting thing. No, no question. I mean, I, I think that the relationships that are possible in golf um, there's really nothing like it. You don't hear of people taking, you know, trips across country with, you know, friends and loved ones and spending that kind of time together. Uh, I, I've always I've always been a big fan of Michael Murphy's book Golf in the Kingdom, which I'm sure a lot of you know, people listening have read. Um, I had an incredible opportunity to talk to Michael Murphy a few months ago, and you know, I just it's such an interesting game. We, we use it as a bridge to get closer to people, right? I mean, and particularly men, I, th- I think this is true. There are not a lot of ways in our world for men to spend that kind of time together talking about uh, their lives and talking about you know, their families and their work and everything they're doing. And you know, the same is true for women, but I, I, I think for men it's a little, it's a little unique. But um, I, I think that's a magical thing, you know. I, you know, the relationships I've been able to build through the game of golf, both with my family and my friends, are, are just monumental. I, in my first book, I wrote an essay in there about, you know, how golf has just been this incredible bridge between my brother and I. I mean, we we are polar opposite human beings uh, on just about every front, and. Uh, but but when it comes to the golf course, you know, we we speak the same language. That's kind of the a negotiating table between you know uh, warring countries sometimes. And, <laughs> um, it's just a it's a magical game, and if you are willing to to give yourself into it, it, it just pays you back in in so many incredible ways. Uh, that is for sure. Jay, you mentioned earlier about, about Sweden's Cove and how uh, what a magical experience that was going there for you. And, uh, we, we've we've had Rob Collins on the show and talked about Sweden's Cove, and uh, I've got to experience that with my son. And but what what is it about a place like Sweden's Cove that that makes it so magical? I 
it's such a great experience there and it's just a nine hole golf course and no thrills there's no clubhouse there's uh no real amenities but the golf course is fantastic and uh it is magical i think i think the stripped down presentation is so important there there's nothing that gets in the way you just, you just have this amazing golf course only nine holes but the way in which it is presented to you reminds you of all the reasons that, that golf is worth loving. You, know, you don't need a $20 cheeseburger in the grill room. You don't need uh, a big locker room with attendants. You don't need uh, you know, golf carts, really, honestly. I mean, they have them, but you know, out there you don't really need them. You just you don't need all these rules. You don't need, you know, one of the things that I love about that place is they sort of give you the, you know, the back of the scorecard rules, which is, you know, if you lose a ball somewhere, you know, drop two club links from there and keep going, you know. Um, I, it's just very simplified, and it's um, it's a simple presentation of a very complex game, uh, and the design has got some you know, just really fascinating elements within it, and um, and it's just, it's a, I think the, the Rob story. You know, the, the little engine that could, uh, the little course that could, um, you know, being a place that wasn't supposed to make it but did, you know, it's kind of got some field of dreams elements to it. Um, I think that, that yields a certain magic, too. And I, I'll tell you, I, I, I don't know if there's a place um, in America that people flock to and have the same kind of shared experience that they do there. Well, Jay, we've got uh, we've got the Ryder Cup this weekend, and uh, sure to be an, a, a great battle. You have you have any uh, predictions for us on on the uh, what we're going to see or experience this weekend? You know, it's always so fun to watch the Ryder Cup, especially uh, when it's here on American soil. Uh, we certainly perform better here at home. Um, I, I'm really interested to see this new generation, new crop of players. You, know, you got a lot of rookies on the team uh, that maybe aren't carrying around the same kind of baggage that some of our uh, uh, long-term you know, contributors to the team have had. Um, and then you look over uh, you know, at Europe, you kind of have the, the opposite. You've kind of got this grizzled bunch of veterans that have picked off the American team more times than we can count on one hand. <laughs> Everyone from you know, Sergio to uh, Westwood on there. Um, you know, you got people like Fleetwood who've been a force. Rory is obviously always uh, a treat to watch. And, you know, they, they, they always play better as a team, it seems like, than we do. I don't know um, why that is, but uh, they always band together and find a way to be just incredibly competitive in what seems like an outmatched um, endeavor on paper. But I, I'm just... It's fascinating to watch. I'm really curious to see how these American rookies do. I'm curious to see how dynamics like uh, Bryson and Brooks uh, perform. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think the Americans uh, need to go out and win one. They need to come together. Uh, they need to play well, and they need to put on a good show and uh, and go out and win this thing. But uh, it won't be easy. I mean, they're going to have to play really good golf. Um, but they've got, again, this new batch of, 
talent, I think um, I think we might see them have a breakthrough moment. I, I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, it'll certainly be a good battle, but, boy, at least on paper and the, and the, the perception, I think the Americans are, uh, I'm hoping for about a 17-11 win <laughs> or something. Close, close, oh, close until Sunday, and then signals, we just dominate. But uh, it will be fun to watch. couple yeah, tough customers sure in there. Spieth and uh, yeah. Thomas and some of those guys really do have a lot of grit, so. Uh, maybe they'll be our maybe they'll be our new leaders with our veterans kind of uh, letting the new guys in. Well, I, I really I think I think Spieth and, and Thomas have really taken the leadership role uh, on the team, so it, it's going to be fun to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Jay, I think it's, it's crazy crazy to think those guys are now the kind of the vets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at, at, uh, at really 20, cool. at 27, at 27 years old, I think they are 28. <laughs> there are, uh, are veterans on the team. But, uh, yeah. Well, Jay, it, t- tell everybody how, uh, how they get a copy of Swing Rock, Walk Repeat. Yeah, like I said, my friends at Bat9 Press, which is a fabulous upstart golf publisher, uh, we talked about Sweetens Cove a little bit. Ironically, the first book they put out was by my friend Jim Hartzell, which was called The Secret Home of Golf, which is the official history of Sweetens Cove Golf Club. So that's available, too, uh, over on the website, which is back9press.com. That's back9press.com. You go on there, you can pre-order my book, uh, Swing, Walk, Repeat, like I said, about 230 love letters to the game of golf that I wrote during the peak of the pandemic uh, when golf became a pretty important thing to cling to. And uh, I'm just so excited to share it with everyone. I'm thrilled to be working with Back Nine Press. And uh, people who pre-order it now, will go. Will, it's going to ship in early December. So a uh, great opportunity to uh, find that uh, uh, hard-to-find gift for the golf lover in your life, maybe come holiday season. And uh, I just am so excited to share it. I think people are going to really like it. They've gotten some great feedback from a lot of uh, really cool folks. And uh, if you go on there, you can read a little bit more about the book and put your pre-order in, and uh, you'll see it just in time for uh, those cold winter days when you feel like dreaming about golf. <laughs> we have a few of those here in Minnesota, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now get you a copy of the book, sit by the fire, and think about that first day of spring. <laughs> Jay, thanks awesome. so much for taking the time. It's a pleasure to talk to you and uh, hear about your book, and I really look forward to reading it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, guys, and um, I hope you have a prolonged fall season that lets you play uh, golf uh, deep into the year, and uh, don't uh, don't hesitate to give me a shout when you need to talk a little golf when the snow starts. <laughs> That's Jay, uh, Jay Reveloffler of Swing, Walk, Repeat. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Find us on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons and also uh, wherever your podcasts are sold. That brought you away in part by Cragen's Legacy Courses. Chris, a special guest we've had with us a few times and uh, nice to have him back with an update. I'll let you handle the introduction. Yeah, when I welcome back the general manager of Craigans Resort, Eric Peterson. Eric, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here at the as the uh, golf season is winding down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 
I, I always hate to say that, Eric, but we unfortunately we're at the end of September here, and it is winding down. But I wanted to get you on the show, uh, kind of. Our, it's our last show of the season, and uh, have you give us a little update on the uh, the new construction and and uh, remodel at Craigans? Tell tell us uh, where everything's at. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, excited to be here and share where we're at. But uh, it's been a very very busy summer on the golf course this year for us. Um, we got our final approvals and everything on about April 15th and put a shovel in the ground. And uh, to date, um, we've uh, had done a tremendous job. You know, if I just look at where we're at right now, by the end of October uh, or end of September, really, we plan to basically have 18 holes of remodeled or updated golf plus nine new holes of golf seated uh, or very, very close to being seated. So really accomplishing almost 27 holes of renovation in, you know, about five short months here. And then we will be starting on October 4th, actually closing the Dutch back nine for the uh, listeners who know the course well and start the renovation on that course as well. So trying to get a little jump start, if you will, in the spring, trying to do some of that shaping, um, getting the uh, green sites ready and things like that. Um, we do have some, uh, you know, doing some pretty major changes to that course as well. So it's been very busy. We're kind of wrapping up our uh, the Dutch front nine right now. What's most exciting, and I think people, if they come out to the clubhouse, will see is that old number nine of Dutch, which is going to be the number nine of our white course. And uh, also, you know, look at it as basically number 18 hole of our tournament course, if you will coming right into the clubhouse it's you know the green is in the whole complex is getting sodded right now the pond is dug out um, we'll start to uh, do work on that throughout the fall and hopefully get some water in that uh, pond by spring pond yeah, that, you that. didn't you didn't consult me on a pond coming home there <laughs> <laughs> eric i i i've, I've really enjoyed the last couple weeks you know daily kind of driving by that that hole and seeing the progress of it um but it's if a person likes watching heavy machinery this is the place to be right now Uh, (laughs) it it, 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 it is fun to be right right in front of everybody at the clubhouse there and be able to see the progress happening and uh, just yesterday they started to sod that green and by the end of the weekend or by the end of the week here so Hopefully by Saturday we'll have pretty much the entire green complex sodded, so it will look like a golf hole uh, um, from where it was, you know, a week and a half ago. It's it's pretty amazing. Well, if, if if you look at if you look at that and you look at the uh, the new, I guess it would be the ninth hole of uh, uh, or the eighteenth hole of what was Bobby's. Uh, and you know, that was kind of one of the first holes that really was done. It seemed like, uh, you know, it's just amazing the the look, you can really get a feel for what the, what the, the finished product is going to look like. And it's, uh, with the white sand and the kind of the flash bunkers and the runoff areas around the green, it's an absolutely fantastic look and really gets you excited about, uh, what we've got ahead. Yeah, it's amazing. The new green complex is like you say with the white sand in there and the playability of that in that with the uh, just the overall scale of the uh, green complexes. They just feel so much bigger, more inviting. 
Um, you know, the greens are almost the same size, but if you add that bent grass and, and roll-off areas and playability areas, really, um, around the greens and open them up, it really makes the whole golf course feel like a whole different place. Yeah, it sure does. Derek, so we're kind of in year one of, of this, you know, new golf course and then the remodel. And kind of give us a time frame of when you anticipate all uh, 45 holes will be complete. Yeah, that's a great question there and kind of let giving people something to look forward to. Probably the cleanest and easiest way I can say it is a year from today or actually a year from probably September 1st, we will have 36 holes of completely renovated or new golf. So of 36 of the holes being ready to be played in great, you know, I, you know, targeting to be in great shape at that time. So we'll have 36 of the 45 hole project done. And that's about the time we're actually going to start the last nine. We really pushed hard on the first uh, 36 holes here, you know, to the point where we had to keep, you know, opening them, getting them ready and going we're kind of in that same process, but, you know, we're targeting that end of August, beginning of September. We're actually at 18 holes. Well, new holes will come online and that will allow us to close that last nine. So I think if you're really looking at when are you going to see a new golf course and, and get to play it, you know, in the sequence, you know, in order that it's going to be, that's going to be at the end of uh, August of next year. And then we will be working on that last nine holes um, starting in September, kind of work through late fall, and that will be uh, should be open and ready to play in that uh, that June of 2023 timeline, and that would be when we're targeting our grand opening, and we'll have that grand opening whether or not we have that last nine fully open or not. That's kind of the date we're targeting um, to really showcase the spot the project that we're doing. That is the last sure. nine, Eric. Part of the Will there be holes that are in the layman course in that last nine you're talking about or no? Uh, no. So the great part is we will have the layman 18 open. Really, I'm going to consider that kind of preview play in the uh, in the late summer of next year. So we'll have some layman uh, course preview play, that 18 hole. And then what we'll have is our white course and our blue course that would be part of the 27 that will be opening up as well. That'll be open as well. And it'll just be the last nine of our 27 hole for those who play our golf course. It's the existing uh, Bobby's front nine. That will be the last one that we will uh, impact with the renovation and improvement. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric, um, you know, we, we were scheduled to have a McKinsey tour event or a Canadian tour event here. Um, you know, last fall that got tabled because of covid and that that's unscheduled to happen next summer uh is my understanding and, and that will take place on uh on the layman course correct well we are targeting the uh the date for that tournament actually it's set right now it's august 22nd through the 28th um so the tournament actually takes place on thursday friday saturday sunday but as uh, I think we're, we'll continue to communicate, it's a full week of fun and events and things going on. So we're to the end of August is the date that we have set. We are looking at uh, next year, I believe our course right now that we're targeting to open will be actually be a combination of nine of the layman holes as well as what we're considering our white nine, um, which is that uh, the hole that we're sodding right now that finishes right in front of the clubhouse. So we'll actually play a little combination of golf holes 
um, to really okay. give the best experience to the players coming out. And also, you know, important, give the best experience possible to those coming out to watch these wonderful players and be able to use that finishing hole right in front of the clubhouse is a, a great opportunity for us. Yeah, well, that, that'll be that'll be a great event, a great way to kick off, uh, kind of kick off and highlight the new golf courses. But, you know, one as I drive around and I'm getting to do that a lot more in the last uh the last couple of weeks than I did earlier in the summer. It's amazing how many people are out there working and all the, you know, where people, where all these workers are at and these machines on it. How, how does that all get coordinated, Eric? How, how does it all come together? Uh, to, you know, it, it amazes me how, how all that works. Sometimes I wonder every day. Um, it is quite a, it's an amazing project. I mean, we're spread over, the overall land that we're using for all of the golf, considering we're renovating in the new holes, is actually 850 acres of land. So we have people uh, that are actually up to, uh, I believe somebody said it's three miles away to get to hole number 12 of the Lehman course, and that's one of the some of the new holes that we're building. So we have people working, you know, multiple miles away from each other. Um, we have a couple of different crews. Um, Dunnett Construction is the main golf course construction company that we've had. Um, they've had upwards of uh, more than 40 individuals here on site uh, throughout the year. It's varied between, you know, that uh, about 20 to 40. Um, now that we got the new hole seated, for the most part, we're back down to about 20 employees from, from Dunnick. We also have a wonderful local contractor um, that's been working with us, um, Board and Construction. They're doing a lot of the heavy um, earthwork as well as some of the development work. Um, but they've actually done quite a bit of the golf course, uh, um, you know, when we need to move a lot of dirt and they have the equipment to do that. And they'll be continue to be involved with the project uh, through completion as well. But I do have some key people on the team that uh, try to keep all of those uh, the various contractors working together. Um, you know, starts with our design team with Tom Lehman and his partner Chris Brands. Um, Chris is actually on site. Uh, he's been here about 90% of the days this summer. So he's there helping coordinate. We have a construction kind of lead or manager that we've hired. Uh, Mike Flanagan has been up all summer with us and he helps coordinate, um, all of the different uh, vendors. I mean, we certainly also have Anderson brothers out there paving cart paths and, and pulling them up at various times. And then, uh, without a doubt, the, uh, the kingpin of the whole thing is our, our head superintendent. Um, director of golf maintenance, Matt McKinnon. And he's the one that uh, is out there. You know, he's put in more hours this summer. The guy who's always worked a lot, but he, man, he, he stepped it up even a bigger notch because he's got uh, to coordinate the renovation, make sure that, uh, you know, long-term maintenance works with the design features. And now uh, with all the new seed and sod in the ground, He's put, it's been a very busy summer for him and his team to keep that uh, get that grass established and growing and maintained because we still have 27 holes open and uh, we've had one of the busiest summers we've ever had um, both in revenue and rounds with only 27 holes open out of the instead of 36. So it's been a, a whirlwind of a summer. We kind of see it uh, starting to calm down now that we've uh, Getting back to just having you know nine holes of renovation and certainly a large growing process, but it's starting to uh, I'm not saying wind down. It's going to be a busy about another twelve months for us. So it's going to be really crazy, but 
the team has done a great job and coordinated all these people and uh, the product that we're coming out with on the backside is is amazing um, we'll continue to work on the edges and and finalizing it as we go so that grand opening time of uh, you know a, a year and a half from now it's going to be an amazing product when we're done yeah the, the coordination of it all is, is impressive Eric the a big part of the project is is the the real estate development that's that's going on with it as well and and tell us about that yeah we uh, we started in kind of the development business about three years ago now. Um, we started with the idea of this of our legacy village um, development. That was 38 homes um, just north of the clubhouse, kind of more of a, a small community with, uh, you know, homes were close together, but they were maintenance-free living. That that development really did fantastic, and we're almost sold out of that development right now. A lot of construction going on there, but with the new golf course project, um, we were really looking at how do we incorporate some. Uh, you know, amazing uh, home sites into this golf. And we uh, did it right from the beginning, working directly with uh, Tom and Chris, as well as our engineer who did the um, layout for the housing. And we ended up with uh, about 70 home sites, a majority of which, uh, you know, sit um, over looking over the top of the golf. So you end up with these amazing views of, not only golf, but beyond the golf into these uh, long views of either the uh, the trees or wetlands. And right now in the fall, the trees are starting to change. So the tours right now, I'm giving people looking at those uh, home sites. It's just incredible getting out there. Um, we're in a situation right now with the final plat is all going to the county. We'll be signing purchase agreements now here in the next week or two with the individuals that have... Uh, kind of done the early early reservation of their lot, if you will. So I've got a number of people that have reserved lots and will be uh, signing purchase agreements in the uh, next couple of weeks. So it's, uh, you know, the, the home sites, they're about an acre in size and just make for amazing setting there to be able to live on, uh, you know, the new Tom Lehman golf course. Eric, how, how, do, how do people learn, out, learn more about... Uh... Uh, the real estate development. Yeah, the real estate development work, you know, we can, we certainly can, uh, we have a website at Craigins, so craigins.com backslash real estate, or we do, um, you know, contact me directly. Um, we do have a uh, real estate number that rings to me, and that number is 218-833-2535. And, you know, I'll happy to send you more detail information about the lots, as well as the best way to do it is certainly come out for a tour. Uh, myself and Jack Warrow, our director of golf, are, are happy to take people out on tours and show them not only the uh, the wonderful lots that we have, but you get to see the golf course growing in too. And it's uh, every day it changes as we go out there and see that grass start growing, and you can really get a vision of, of what the home sites are going to be. The roads are in. Um, they will be class five, so they'll be have their base down on them by the end of next week so people can actually go out there and drive the roads by the end of next week and uh, we hope to have pavement on them before the uh, uh, snow flies this year oh that's great well well we've got uh, hopefully three to four weeks of, of great golf left and uh, uh, hopefully everybody can get out and uh, and see the legacy before we put it to bed and get ready for next year 
<laughs> Absolutely. The, I tell people now, I think you got about, uh, I think you got a week and a half to, to play the Dutch back nine. Uh, and that's going to, uh, that'll go under the knife, if you will, in uh, <laughs> October 4th. And uh, the holes will not be the same. They will be much improved, but some of them will not uh, even be recognizable, which uh, is going to be a fun experience for everybody. Oh, that's great, Eric. We, well, Eric, we go ahead, Chris. We we uh, we appreciate you coming on the show, Eric, and uh, and give us an update on uh, everything that's going on at the Legacy. Well, Mac and Chris, thank you for another great year of uh, talking golf in the Brainerd Lakes area. It, uh, it's wonderful to hear you guys uh, promoting everything that we have up here, and as well as bringing uh, all of the other guests to uh, to us up here in Brainerd. Eric, I want you to take Christmas Day off and then right back to work, okay? I I will thank you so much. uh, (laughs) I'll put it on my calendar. All right. Thanks, Eric. It's Eric Peterson, General Manager at Cragen's, and uh, what a project. It is fabulous. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. Uh, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. You can find us also on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons and wherever you get your podcasts. This segment sponsored in part by Mills Ford, your hometown dealer since 1922, and by Holiday Stores in Mill Avenue and Cross Lake. Chris, uh, we briefly, in our interview there with uh, with Jay, you mentioned uh, Michael, your son, and oh, what a what a cool job he just landed this week, and you can uh, make the official announcement, I guess. Yeah, we might have been off air when we talked about that, but yeah, Michael, uh, my son is... Uh, just got named the new head golf professional at Somerset Country Club in uh, Mendota Heights. And it's a great old Twin City club that uh, not a lot of people even know about it because it's kind of an under-the-radar under type of place, but it's a wonderful old golf club and uh, has a great tradition of golf and a, uh, just a great Seth Rayner golf course. So it's going to be great to have him back in the state of Minnesota full-time and uh great really happy for him and happy for our family oh boy that is fantastic yeah i'm guessing uh mom's pretty happy to have him a little closer to home she is thrilled and uh <laughs> his his sister who they're so close couldn't be couldn't be happier so yeah that's pretty fa- cool deal yeah that's fantastic chris last show of the year and uh, i just want to thank you for all the guests you put together and uh boy we had uh I just looking back, I keep uh, kind of loosely keep track and started back uh, Masters time with Trip Bowden, and uh, you were in Palm Springs at the time, and then just uh, through a litany of uh, a litany of guys, uh, different uh, writers and teachers around the country, and certainly all our local golf courses that we love to have on. We try to do that uh, once a week or so with a local golf course, and the, all the guys have been guys and girls have been so great this year, but. Uh, you can pick up a few pointers listening to this show over the years, Chris, with, <laughs> with the, very, the variety of teachers that you have. Hopefully we uh, uh, help people with some golf, their golf games and, uh, and get people excited about our great game. Yeah, I'm so impressed with uh, the people in the business. I've met uh, many more uh, because of you. And, uh, man, the golf business, um, you just keep running into good people. Everybody we call, uh, locations all over the country. And uh, you've talked often about uh, the relationships that golf creates, uh, lifetime relationships. And you, you, you know somebody in probably every, every city in the country because of golf, Chris. 
Well, I, I've been very fortunate in my career and what the game of golf has done for me. So it's, uh, uh, it's fun to be able to share that with people. And, and, uh, you know, it was just like Jay was saying earlier in the show, it's, it, it, it br- bridges a gap between so many people and, uh, it gives us an opportunity just to, to share things with people that we, we normally wouldn't in our day to day lives. So pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in your job with a lot of teaching involved, of course, you're with people for an hour or so, uh, maybe not the four hour round of golf, but still, uh, uh, I know when I went out to hit, uh, hit balls with the new clubs, uh, this week, you had somebody stop in quick and go, can I, can I still get a fitting? And I'm, you know, it's, uh, it's September 23rd here in our part of the country. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but, uh, everybody wants to keep getting better. So, uh, kind of, uh, kind of fun that that guys are still still working on the game, even as we only have a few weeks left. Unfortunately, no question. There's always time. Yeah. Hey, let's just talk briefly. I know you got to run. Uh, you've got a kind of a special trip coming up. We just want to mention it. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm on my way to for my annual trip to uh, uh, Scotland and Ireland coming up. Normally, I don't I don't go to Scotland. I do that. I mean, normally don't go to Ireland, but I do that occasionally. And uh, I've got a couple weeks coming up here in, in Ireland, Scotland, starting next week, and bringing some uh, some of our local friends over. And, uh, can't wait to get over. And uh, it's the most golf I play all year, and get to play on, on just some fabulous links golf courses uh, in the UK and Ireland. So can't wait. You've got an old soul, my friend. <laughs> I know you, right. lo- you love the home of golf. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's my favorite place in the world, St. Andrews. It's just uh, kind of like uh, we were talking about Sweden's Cove earlier. St. Andrews is the most magical place in the world to me, so it's I uh, uh, can't wait to get back. Chris, thanks for everything this year, my friend, and safe travels. Thank you, Mac. Look forward to seeing you soon. That is Chris Foley. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.